Welcome to the Finley Capital Podcast, where we discuss real estate investing and the hard money lending process. Today, Lowell and I are going to talk about Lowell's first flip. Lowell has never flipped a house before, but whether he likes it or not, Lowell's going to flip a house this year. So we're going to, we're going to mentor Lowell through his first house flip. And today we're going to talk about the plan and some questions and some, you know, some game planning as to what that's going to look like and what he needs to do to prepare himself to get ready to flip a house because he's never done it before, but he has interest in doing it. One of the beautiful things about flipping a house in my mind is that it's something that you can do in addition to your day job. Okay. You don't have to quit your job to be a house flipper, to flip a house. This is something that you can do part-time. It's something you can do after hours. It's something you can do on nights and weekends. It is certainly a, a, there's a, there's some sacrifice there, but if you're in a position where you're trying to increase the level of income that comes into your economy, your family's economy, flipping a house can be a very effective way to do that because it doesn't require a lot of risk from your day job. In other words, you don't have to quit what you're doing to do that. And you can learn, you can do it slowly over time on the side, or you can obviously build into a huge conglomerate and have a hundred houses going at once. But what I love about flipping and how I started with flipping was on the side. And even to this day with all the other things that I do, I'm always flipping one or two houses. You ever notice that? Yeah. Yeah. Always have a house or two going and flipping a house for me is not my main source of income by any means. And I'm not suggesting to anybody out there that it become your main source of income. Although it certainly could be if you scale to that level. What I am suggesting to anybody listening is that flipping a house is a great way to build extra income for your family. And that's why I'm such a big believer in it. And that's why everybody I come across, I try to convince to do this if they're interested in, in earning more money. Had a t- conversation yesterday with Tim, mm-hmm. one of uh, the agents, one of, you know, one of my closest friends. And we're talking about his 18-year-old son, Andon. Mm-hmm. And Andon's going through, you know, he's building trades right now. He's got a big... Um, what do you call that? You know, like a internship, if you will, a paid okay. internship yeah, yeah. with a construction company. And I was asking how things are going. And he, and he said, well, yeah, he knows how to frame. He knows how to drywall. He knows how to do this. He knows how to rough plumb. He's learning all these skills. And I think that's great. But about a year ago, I was talking to Andon and I said, listen here, bruh, little 17 year old kid, bruh, he calls me bruh. That's all right. I said, you save up some cash for your down payment and I will fund your first flip. And his dad's smiling in the background, you know, and it's like, really, can you imagine if you were 17 years old and somebody told you that? Yeah. I, I would have loved to have had that opportunity to have had somebody to believe in me. Now you and I know old old man's going to co-sign that loan. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) But but (laughs) he's going to be on the hook. But the point is, Andon, who's 18 years old now has spent the last 12 months building up his bankroll to have the down payment to put Mm -hmm. the downstroke on a purchase of a flip. And then, you know, obviously I'm going to be there to lend him the rest of the money so he can make that happen. If an 18 year old kid can do it, anybody, a grown man can do it. Grown woman can do it. You know, a a young woman, a young man can do it. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, let's just make a little plan. Sure. Let's let's talk about it. Because if Anna can do it, you can do it. Because his brain is still, you know, growing. (laughs) But in, in reality, you, an 18 year old kid or a 30, you know, 35 year old man can do this because it's not rocket science, right? It's a formula that you got to learn, study, 
And then you got to follow the formula and you got to have some bumps and bruises along the way. But at the end of the day, anybody out there can flip a house. All you need are some specific elements in place and then you can do it. So I'm going to pitch you on selling it on flipping a house right now. Let's do it. Because I think it's a good thing for somebody like you to do. I mean, you have a day job. Your wife has a day job. You're buying a new house. Mm -hmm. You're moving up into a higher, you know, caliber of level of life, if Mm -hmm. you will. When you move up into a bigger house and you move up into the next phase, everybody, you know, goes through economic phases of growth. Mm -hmm. And as you go from your initial building phase into a little bit higher, you level up a little bit, you sell your house, you buy a bigger house, whatever, your overhead increases. Yeah. But your your income doesn't necessarily increase. Right. Okay. I think anybody listening can can relate to that. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody out there that couldn't use a little bit more extra income. Mm-hmm. The question becomes, how do you earn other income without, you know, spreading yourself too thin? Right. Because it's not like you can go out and get a second job and then a third job, then a fourth mm-hmm. job. You can't get 10 jobs. You you have to, you only have so many hours in the day to work. Mm-hmm. You have so many hours in the day for your family. You have so many hours a day for your extracurricular things that you like to do, mm-hmm. like the jujitsu. <laughs> and then you got to sleep and you got to have fun. What is sleep? What is sleep, right? You got a baby. Yeah. So yeah, well, you got babies, but... The, the bottom line is this. If you want to flip a house, if you want to make extra income on the side part-time, mm-hmm. all you got to do is get some elements into place. You ready? Let's, let's hear it. Well, number one, at the go left to right. You, okay. You, okay. So you got to buy a house, you got to fix the house, and you got to sell the house. Right. Obviously, eventually, you can get to the point where you're refinancing, you're doing the burn method. Mm-hmm. But let's just talk about buy, fix, sell. Okay. Acquisition, reposition, disposition. Those are the three elements that you got to get set up to be able to execute a house flip. Mm-hmm. You have to have your acquisition process, your reposition process, and your disposition process. So let's start from the front. And remember too, you, whenever we're talking about this, I always talk about being strategic, but mapping out the entire board mm-hmm. before, you, before you take off. Right. So anybody listening, you should do that too. You need to sit down and map out every phase of this process and make sure that you've war-gamed out how you're mm-hmm. going to do everything, what happens in the best and the worst-case scenarios, etc. But Lowell is a perfect example of somebody who's been immersed in real estate but has never actually done a real estate transaction. I also know he's got some capabilities because I know he did his own bathroom. Okay, <laughs> So a guy's not a total fool around a hammer and a nail, which is fine. You can be great at hammer and nails or whatever, but Lowell is a good example of somebody who could benefit from making an extra thirty grand on the side in six months or four months or whatever. In order to do that, Lowell's got to start with his acquisition process. Now, obviously, on the acquisition process, we're talking about a couple of different things. But the first thing, in my mind, is the funding, the financing of right. the deal. Most people who are describing like this don't have a hundred grand laying around for a house flip. Right. So you gotta obviously you gotta go find your money source. Mm-hmm. So you're talking to one right now, a hard money lender. Mm-hmm. That's what you're looking for in most, either that or, or an equity partner. Right. Okay. So Lowell has really, in my mind, has two or three options. He can try to go to a bank. He can see if he can find a bank that will fund a flip. But usually these flips are in bad condition. The banks yeah. don't want to deal with it. Lowell can then look at his own internal income and he can ask himself, you know, what's my, do I have 401k money I can borrow against? Do I have savings I can borrow? Do I have cash I can allocate to this? Can I sell an asset to do this, like a car or something? But in reality, most people don't have that kind of liquidity either. And they don't need it necessarily. They just need enough cash, you know, to fund their portion of the, mm-hmm. of the equation. But Lowell either needs an equity partner or he needs a hard money lender. Right. Or both. 
both would be fine. Let's say Lowell and I partnered up and I've done a hundred houses and he's done his first one. As long as Lowell can bring something to the table, he mm -hmm. and I can create an equity partnership that makes sense because I could bring the capital. He could bring the expertise he, or that he could bring the, you know, managing the job and right. handling all the stuff and finding the deal and all that. And then he can, you know, that, that earns him half of the equity or a percentage mm -hmm. of the equity. But if Lowell doesn't want to have a partner or doesn't need a partner, and by the way, I don't advise Lowell to have a partner if he doesn't need one. Right. Because you don't want to give away equity on a project if you can help it. Right. So in that case, obviously, you would need a hard money lender. Mm -hmm. And a hard money lender comes in and basically acts as the equity partner because he's going to borrow money from the hard money lender, which is going to take away some of his profit, mm -hmm. but it's not going to be half of the deal. Yeah. You follow? Yep, 100%. So it's always, it's almost always in your financial best interest to, you know, have a, a hard money lender as opposed to an equity partner, just if you're looking at it financially. Mm -hmm. But either way, Lowell's got to figure that out. He's got to come up with a plan of how he's going to structure his ent his purchasing entity, which should be an LLC, by the way. So he's got to get all that set up too. Yeah. But really, that's one day's work. You file for an LLC, you create a one-member operating agreement, you open a bank account, you basically set up, order some checks, get a debit card, your financial stuff is in order. Mm -hmm. And by the way, do that in advance. Go do that tomorrow. Yeah, That's some action you can take tomorrow to get going. That doesn't cost you other than a couple hundred bucks of getting it set up. You can use that for the whole year or the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So just because you don't have a deal yet doesn't mean you can't have all this infrastructure in place. Right. Get that in place. Come up with a hard money lender or find an equity partner. Then start looking for deals. Obviously, Lowell's going to have to find a deal mm -hmm. so he can flip the house. We'll talk about that in a minute. But again, now, this is where all the game planning comes into place. Before you go out and look for deals too heavily and start making offers too heavily with your agent or yourself or whatever, you got to make sure you got that middle section set up, that renovation. Mm -hmm. So Lowell needs to be putting himself in contact with some contractors, maybe a general contractor, or at least a plumber, an electrician, some carpenters, some drywall guys. He needs to be building a database of potential vendors. And he needs to also be studying what things cost because Lowell's going to be responsible for building a budget as soon as he finds a deal mm -hmm. and he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. Okay. So that's where Lowell can do a lot of research. And one of the ways you can do that is you can study books or you can Google, or you can watch YouTube. There's a million ways to study what a bit renovation budget cost. You can also estimate using dollar per square foot averages. You can estimate by going to Lowe's and, and drawing up a kitchen and asking them what, you know, mm -hmm. how much that would cost and having conversations. You can look at dollar per square foot for flooring, mm -hmm. Google labor, labor material, and then put some extra in there. Um, there's a lot of things that Lowell can do to start to learn about how much things cost. And I would suggest that you build a spreadsheet and you write garage door with opener, Lloyd's door systems, mm -hmm. $1,500. So now you go out and get, you know, you start to learn what things, you build up a database and you have an idea of what things cost. Mm -hmm. You call, you know, the flooring guy and you say, Hey, I need a mid grade carpet and a pad installed. What am I looking at? You know, you get a bid or you just call them up and ask them and say, hey, I'm going to start flipping houses. I want to use you for my floors. Can you invest five minutes of your time in me today by helping me understand what floors are going to cost so that when I have a deal, I can call you and, and you can do the win. Mm -hmm. You can get the floor, which is a good win-win because that's how you get people to give you time. And then you start to build that out. Then on the back end, you got to start understanding what things are worth fixed up. Mm-hmm. So while you're studying and you're getting your whole processes in order, start really focusing on the neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Start really focusing on the you know the types of areas you want to be. Yeah. And ask yourself, how much are those houses selling for? Mm -hmm. Because when you're going to do your analysis, your 
sale price minus renovation minus acquisition holding and financing yeah. costs and then you get to your you know your your calculations you need those numbers as well absolutely so i don't know how long we've been but at the end of the day if low wants to flip a house his first house he's got a what i would suggest you do mm-hmm. is i would this is what i love to do i would take three pieces of paper okay actually i take four four pieces of paper that's how long that's how big your business plan is allowed to be it doesn't have to be a 40 page plan no take four pieces of paper the first one says entity mm-hmm. and and organizational structure the second one says acquisition plan third one says reposition plans and the fourth one says disposition plans write yourself a four-page business plan okay on the first page it says it gives you a to-do list and a plan. So you mm-hmm. need to build an LLC. You need to uh, file for the LLC, get an EIN number, mm-hmm. create a one member or a multiple member operating agreement, set up a bank account, mm-hmm. get a debit card and checks, set up an accounting system, which I use QuickBooks or something like that. Mm-hmm. QuickBooks is what I would suggest. Okay. And then if you want to get further than that, you can create some advertising or some marketing. You can make a logo or whatever, but don't go nuts over there. Okay. Get the yeah. thing set up and go. That's it. Then you move to your acquisition business plan and you talk about how you're going to finance deals mm-hmm. and how you're going to find deals. So those are the elements that are on that one page. How am I going to find these deals and how am I going to finance these deals? Get those two in order. Then you go to your reposition business plan and you start writing, how am I going to calculate the budget for these deals? And then you build out a plan to do that. And so again, you can go to bigger pockets. They got a great calculator. Yeah. You can do all kinds of research, but I would build a one page plan on my repositions page. And that talks about how much things are going to cost. And then the other element of that page is what vendors you're going to use. So you need a vendors list mm-hmm. and you need a materials list. So you can start really understanding what things are going to cost. Then on that page too, I might add something at the bottom of mentor. Mm-hmm. I would go around and try to find a mentor, try to find somebody who's flipping houses and just yeah. ask them if you can see what they, what they think yeah. or what they do. That's where those investor clubs and those meetups help mm-hmm. too. And then on the disposition side, it's pretty simple. How am I going to dispose of these houses and how am I going to analyze what they're worth? Yeah. Okay. So if you're not an agent yourself, you probably need an agent to yeah. do that unless you're going to be stubborn, but that's stupid. You should have an agent. Yeah. List your house with an agent. They'll get you a top dollar and they'll get you, you know, Absolutely. Blah, blah, blah. so calculate that into your formulas, but you need to find an agent. You need to find an agent that's good and reputable and that you trust and that mm-hmm. does a great job. And blah, 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 blah. But you also need to figure out your plan to analyze what things are worth when they're finished. Mm-hmm. By the way, that can be the same person. If you have a great real estate agent and you say, Hey, Lowell, I'd like you to be my real estate agent. I'm going to start flipping houses on the side. Mm-hmm. I will be happy to list my listings with you when they're ready. In, re- in return for that, I just need you to help me analyze after repair values of the flips I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Is that a deal we can make? And nine times out of 10, that agent will say, yep, that's a great deal. Because that agent has no problem helping you analyze the future value of a property if he or she knows he's going to get that listing six mm-hmm. months down the road when it's done. You follow? Yep. So that is the that is the business plan in a nutshell for a new eight, for a new investor. It's a four-page plan. How are you going to set up your entity? What your acquisition process, reposition, and then disposition process will be. Go in, flesh out all that stuff on one piece of paper each, and then get started. Go get them. Go get them.